Hey, Love Chapel Hill. So as you already know, we have decided to suspend our worship gatherings for at least the next two Sundays uh, in response to the spread of the coronavirus. Uh, This is in alignment with um, the United Front of other local faith communities that we've been consulting with. Uh, We've been consulting with medical professionals and, of course, government leaders that are recommending that churches take this step. And so for the sake of our broader community, uh, we are joining in with that. As I'm sure you've heard over this week, uh, a lot of Christians are reminding us of uh, what Paul says in his letter, 2 Timothy. Um, The Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, and we absolutely believe that. But we also believe that he has given us a spirit of wisdom, and he very plainly tells us as well that perfect love drives out fear. And so what we're trying to do is respond with wisdom and love. And we feel that the most wise and loving thing for us to do is to take this step, not just for ourselves. Uh, This isn't about self-protection, but instead it's about a selflessness and thinking about the people who are in our community uh, who are the most vulnerable and whom we would be putting at risk uh, by continuing to gather together in a large group. So we are making this step uh, in response to that, not out of fear, but out of wisdom and out of love for our broader community. I had the opportunity this week to represent our church uh, on a call with about 20 other local pastors and faith leaders here in the community. And we were being advised by a medical professional, a member of the Federal Emergency Response Team, um, and a a professor uh, from the medical school who teaches on infectious diseases. And he really challenged and encouraged us as the church to take the lead, to take bold and decisive steps to lead the way for the health of our broader community. Uh, He challenged us not to gather together in these large groups because that does raise the risk for the most vulnerable in our population. Uh, He encouraged us that it's not so much about uh, the amount of people who are going to be affected by this disease, but instead it's about the amount of time in which those people are affected. And so it's really important for us to spread out that window of time uh, and to slow the spread of this disease. And we can be a part of the solution uh, by making this step and deciding not to gather together in a large group. It's very important for us to remember that we will not cease to be the church that we are called to be, but we are gonna step into this moment with the heart of Jesus. We're gonna continue to practice radical hospitality. Uh, We're gonna think about the members of our own local church family, uh, our friends who are experiencing homelessness, uh, who would be especially vulnerable in a crisis like this. And in a few moments, we're gonna walk through how we can serve them together Uh, and how Jesus is sending us with love into the community. So it's really important for us to remember that we are not afraid, uh, we are not anxious, but we are clear that this is our responsibility to lead with wisdom and with love, and we thank you for helping us to do that. Uh, So here's what's going to happen next. Uh, Pastor April is going to share a little bit about Quest Kids and how this affects Quest Kids ministry and our response for Quest Kids. Then I'm going to come back and share a brief reflection on John chapter 17 
in the passage of scripture that we would have been preaching from this Sunday in our gathering. And then after that, our friends Joel Philbrook and Dr. Chris Clark, our dynamic uh, announcement team, are going to come and, and wrap this out together and give you some more practical ways that you can serve the community. So here's Pastor April. I love Chapel Hill family. It is so important in changing seasons to maintain some levels of consistency and familiarity with kids. And we want to partner with you in that. So we will be providing you with resources that we use on Sunday mornings with our Quest Kids. Uh, The curriculum that we use has graciously granted us permission um, to be able to share these resources with you. The first resource we are going to send is a video, and that video has four elements. The first element is a missions focus. Um, This will highlight missionaries or a people group that we can be praying for together. The second element is a Bible story that follows along with our chronological study of God's Word. The third element is called Questions from Kids, and it's a question and answer time with a pastor who draws upon biblical truths and how it can apply to our children. The fourth element is a worship song that has motions and lyrics for you to be able to praise and worship the Lord together. So along with the video, we are going to send a document that will have talking points for you as parents and some activity ideas to enhance your learning and make it fun together. Those two uh, resources we're going to put into a Google Drive folder. And when our emails go out, there will be a link to that coming your way. And feel free to reach out to us if you have trouble accessing it. We want to give a word of encouragement to you and your families. We know that times like these can be hard and confusing for all of us, um, especially for kids, though. Um, So we want to share some ways that we can walk together wisely with our families. First, um, educate ourselves um, on the most recent and reliable information. That's that's key. Um, Also, talk to our kids. We can ask them what they've heard um, and let them ask us questions. Um, Then reassure them. Pray pray for wisdom about how to only give them information that is age-appropriate. If your child's especially anxious, we would encourage you to limit access to TV and computer news. Um, Kids are going to want to feel like they are being helpful and can have a positive contribution. We know that hand-washing is the thing to be doing right now. You can frame that with your kids as a way for them to keep themselves safe and to keep others safe. Hand-washing is a huge way they can help. Other ways they can help, um, check on our neighbors, send encouraging notes, um, If you are able to donate, do so together. Let them participate with you if you are able to donate to organizations like the Interfaith Council or Table. Um, That will help them if they feel like they are being helpful. Um, In this newfound time together you're going to have at home, it might be a challenge. So we can all take this opportunity to get creative and try new things. If you're a family that thrives on a schedule, make a schedule to help the day feel less overwhelming. Rotate toys and activities. Let every day have something fresh that the kids can look forward to and um, exciting to do. Um, And be on the lookout. Quest Kids is sending a care package. It's going to be coming your way. Email us your physical address to make sure that gets to you. Above all, 
We want our kids to see us trusting God. Pray together, calling upon the strength and peace of the Lord for each other, for our families, for our friends. Um, We could be praying for those who are sick. Pray for those who are caring for the sick. Um, Pray for our leaders, that God would give them wisdom in the decisions that they're making, and ultimately that God would be glorified in this time. Memorize scripture together. If your child is feeling fearful, Psalm 56, 3, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. Um, Isaiah 41, 10, meditate on how it is God who gives us strength. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, we can trust God to guide us. And 1 Peter 5, 7, we can rely on God. He cares for us so much. We are praying for you. We are here for you. Never hesitate to reach out if we can assist you in any way, support you, encourage you and your kids. We love you, Quest families. So in alignment with this year-long focus on prayer, uh, we feel like the Holy Spirit has been pressing us into prayer more deeply, uh, more intentionally into prayer, teaching us what it means to be a praying church. And so as part of that, we've been walking through John chapter 17, the longest recorded prayer of Jesus. And so also at this point in the story, uh, Jesus is turning his face towards the cross and he's about to head towards the cross. And so that also is in alignment with the Christian season that we are in right now, the season of Lent. And so that's a season in which we observe 40 days of prayer and fasting leading up to the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus that we'll celebrate together uh, on Good Friday and on Easter Sunday. And so that's where we are in the story right now. We've been walking through John chapter 17 together. And uh, one of the things that we keep saying and, and, and repeating together just to make sure we're getting the context and we're rooting ourselves uh, in this moment of scripture. This is coming at the end of what's known as the farewell discourse of Jesus. So chapters 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 uh, of the gospel of John, five chapters dedicated to this last night that Jesus has with his disciples uh, and this collected teaching that he gives them there around the table. And uh, so this is coming at the end of that, sealing that teaching. Right before Jesus goes into this prayer in John chapter 17, he says to his disciples, he gives them this challenge and he gives them this warning and also encouragement. He says, there are two things that are guaranteed in this life. Number one, he says, in this world, you will have trouble. That's a guarantee. And we're experiencing that right now in this moment of crisis, uh, that not just our country, not just our community, but the entire world is facing. We're in a moment of crisis. And Jesus guaranteed in this world, you will have trouble. But he didn't leave it there. Uh, The very next thing he says is this, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And so that's what we're doing as we lean into this prayer of Jesus in John chapter 17. Uh, we're reminded that he has overcome the world and our courage comes from the trust that we have in him. So we're going to read right now uh, verses 13 through 19 of John chapter 17. And this is the next uh, part of this prayer. And uh, this has been laid out and mapped out months ago, um, what we were going to be studying together. 
And it's interesting to me. Uh, it seems a little odd, but then when you think about it and the way the Holy Spirit moves and works and prepares us, uh, it's not odd at all. Uh, but listen to what Jesus has to say to us today in the midst of what we're walking through. He says this, starting with verse 13. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. Jesus, help us as we uh, walk through this passage together. And um, as always, we just ask for your guidance and we ask for your word to come through. Uh, this is a different way for us to do this, um, but your word is still the same. And uh, your spirit is speaking clearly to us through the word that you've inspired. And so um, our hearts are open, our minds are open, challenge us and uh, change us. So in your name we pray. Amen. Uh, so two words stand out to me uh, in this passage and, and in this prayer um, that Jesus is laying out for us. And uh, here they are. Number one, uh, the word sanctified. And number two, the word sent. Sanctified and sent. They stand out to me for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, because both of these words are used to describe Jesus. He describes himself in this way. And then he also describes us in this way. And so when we think about the word sanctified um, and what it means in, in the biblical context, uh, it's a word that has a lot of nuance to it. Uh, it can mean uh, this process of growing in grace, uh, this process of being transformed by the love of Jesus in this way that love of Jesus works its way through every part of who we are, uh, leaving no corner of our lives untouched and then works its way out of our lives and into the world around us, transformed by holy love to the point where we are becoming holy love. And so that's part of what sanctification means. It means to have the fruit of the Spirit cultivated in us uh, to the point to where we become this orchard uh, of the fruit of the Spirit and our lives become that in the world. But the, the, the part about this word that really applies here in this moment, um, it's not just about that um, because Jesus uses it for himself. So he obviously doesn't need to grow in grace. He doesn't need to become holy love. That's who he is. That's his character. That's his nature. Uh, so what this word means for us in this context, in this passage, is this. Uh, it means to be set apart for a holy purpose. To be sanctified means to be set apart for a holy purpose. A lot of times um, in the world of the church, we can get that backwards in, in how that actually expresses itself. And so sometimes we can think that, that what needs to happen is we need to be separated for the sake of ourselves, somehow to keep ourselves pure from the world or something like that. So separated for the sake of ourselves, that's not what the word sanctified means. It doesn't mean that. Does it mean separated for the sake of ourselves? It means set apart for a holy 
purpose. And Jesus is saying this is what his life is. It's set apart for a holy purpose. Uh, in the passage right before this, uh, the verses we looked at last week, Jesus says, I'm about to complete and finish the work that you've given me to do. He's been set apart for this holy purpose and his life is moving towards that. Um, and in the same way, Jesus is saying we are set apart for a holy purpose. And we need to remember that. Uh, how does that apply to where we are right now? We're going to talk about that in just a few moments. Uh, number two, the second word is this word sent. And so Jesus uses the word sent to describe himself. Uh, he says, as the Father has sent me, he is the sent one, uh, the, the beauty and the mystery of the incarnation that God himself steps into the world, steps into creation to save creation from within creation. God himself becomes flesh and blood, fully God and fully human. So he says, as the Father has sent me, now I am sending you. And so we are sanctified. We are set apart for a holy purpose. And what is that holy purpose? to be sent into the world. Jesus says very specifically here, my prayer is not that they would be taken out of the world, but that they would be sanctified, set apart for a holy purpose and sent into the world. We need to remember that right now. This is, this is a crucial time for us to remember that. And so that may sound ironic at this moment uh, since we've decided to suspend uh, this gathering, the Sunday morning gathering. And so it may sound like we're trying to take ourselves out of the world for the sake of protecting ourselves. We're not doing that. Suspending the gathering is actually for the benefit of the broader community. It's not about ourselves, it's about others. And so while many of us may not be affected uh, by the virus, um, we're thinking about those who are the most vulnerable. And so uh, that's why we are suspending those gatherings. It's actually a move of wisdom and a move of intentional love for the sake of the community around us. So we're not uh, retreating out of the world. And here are five ways that I want to walk us through uh, that we're going to respond, that we are sent into the world during this time and in the midst of this crisis. Number one is this, uh, radical hospitality. This is a mark of who we are as the church, and we're going to continue to live in this way. So this virus is not slowing down the church at all. Okay, so we're going to continue to lean into radical hospitality. And one of the ways that we're going to do that is we're going to remember our friends who are a part of our church family who are experiencing homelessness. Uh, right now, they may feel cut off from the broader community. Uh, they may feel a sense of fear uh, over the uh, lack of of consistent access for them uh, to healthcare and to the healthcare that they need. So we are intentionally leaning into radical hospitality, just like we always do. Uh, and we're going to keep that rhythm to our lives. And so even on Sunday morning, when we would have been gathering as a large group, a small group of us are still going to be in front of the varsity. We're going to have a presence downtown. We're going to bring the Weaver Street Market food that's donated every week to us. We're going to bring that and we're going to distribute that to our friends who need that. So we're given that physical help, but also we're there to um, be a presence of community for them, to make sure that they don't feel cut off, that their family is coming around them. 
There may be uh, uh, some people in the congregation. We have a lot of medical professionals in our in our church family, and some of you may have some great ideas for how we can be proactive about caring for the medical needs of our friends um, who are experiencing homelessness. Uh, maybe some of you want to set up um, some kind of plan of going down and having a presence, checking on our friends and making sure that they are okay and cared for through this time. We're going to do that as a church family, and I encourage you to be sent in that way, not to withdraw, uh, not to be taken out of the world, but to be sent, sanctified for a holy purpose, sent into the world. Number two, uh, our friends at table. We're going to continue to partner with our friends at table uh, because right now, uh, as a result of the virus, uh, our local school system has closed for at least the next three weeks. And there are many children in our community who are food insecure, who rely on the uh, meals that they get at the local schools. And so we're going to step into the gap for them. We're going to walk beside our friends at table and uh, we're going to partner with them uh, to help during this time. So what they need right now, they, they, we've already been in contact with them. What they need first from us is they need food donations and they need uh, financial donations. So tablenc.org, go and, and find out how to help. And those are the first two ways that we can help as a local church. Go and contribute, donate food, donate money so that they can continue to serve kids. Uh, there's a local coalition of churches who are stepping in to be a part of this, and we're going to be right in the thick of that. Uh, you're going to hear more about that as we go along and as that plan continues to come together. Number three, a third way that we can be sent in response to this, uh, not to withdraw, but to lean in and to be sent, is childcare. As the local school systems are closed over the next uh, three weeks, closed for students, um, there are a lot of families who uh, cannot afford childcare. And so the parents are being put in a very difficult position right now. They can't leave their jobs to stay home and care for their kids because their families are dependent on uh, that employment. And so they're put in a very difficult position and they can't afford to pay for health care. So maybe some of you, uh, that's where your heart is feeling drawn and you want to step in and you want to provide child care so that people can continue to keep the jobs that they've worked really hard to get and to keep. That's a way that we can be sent. Number four, local businesses. We love our local businesses. We're intentionally rooted in this community, and, and we talk about love local all the time. Uh, and, and we want to love the local businesses during this time as well, because this isn't just going to be a crisis that affects people's health, but it's going to affect people's livelihood um, who are dependent on, on these businesses that they've started and that they have continued to run. So we think about our friend Vimla at Vimla's Curry Blossom Cafe. Uh, we think about our friends at Merritt's who have been so supportive of us as a local church. And we think about our friends at the Trolley Stop who've been hosting the story uh, this semester and, and, and this school year. Our friends at Weaver Street Market who donate so much food to us. And so here's what we have already done as a church is we are buying gift cards from these businesses as a way of supporting them and as a way of helping them get through this time. I want to challenge you to do the same. If you can do that, then go and do that. If you can't afford to, to buy um, 
uh, gift certificates, then how about go with a friend and buy a meal and support these businesses? Let's help them get through. Our friend Vimla is so crucial to our church and, and such a key leader in our church. And so her and so many of other local business leaders, we want to step in and help. That's a way for us to be sent and to lean in. Number five, small groups. So some of you are probably wondering what are going to happen with small groups. If we suspended the larger gatherings, does that mean we're suspending the small groups as well? Um, we are leaving that decision to the discretion of the small group leaders. Uh, but for the story, the small group that I lead, for now, we're going to continue to meet until we are advised otherwise. Uh, we're going we're gonna to keep meeting because that community gathering is so important. We know that the church isn't just about coming together in one place on one day of the week. And the Sunday gathering is crucial. Uh, there's this sense in which coming together, worshiping together, walking through the word together, being challenged in that way, building that broader community, uh, looking around and seeing the diverse beauty of what the kingdom looks like. There's so much importance to that, but that is not the church. You are the church. Over the last several years, I've been wrestling with this question, not looking ahead to this, not knowing that this was coming, but I've been wrestling with this question of if something happened, if we were to show up at the varsity one Sunday morning and for some reason it was locked down and we weren't allowed to meet there, would our church know what to do? If for some reason we weren't able to gather together as a large group, would we know what to do? And over the last several years, as I've wrestled with that question, I have come to the conclusion that I'm confident we would, that you would. You would know what to do. You would know how to continue to be the church. And here's our opportunity to prove that. And I have so much confidence in the way we're going to respond in this. And so as small groups, continue to meet together if you feel safe to do so, uh, deepening yourselves in discipleship and mission and community. Maybe as a small group, you want to take one of these other four ways that we've talked about leaning in and being sent in the community, and you want to do that together. We challenge you to do that and live that out together. Also, as a part of this small group, I want to challenge uh, those of us who are a part of um, families and significant relationships. Uh, maybe for you, it's your roommate. Maybe it's the neighbors in your neighborhood or the apartment complex in which you live. Um, or other friends that you have a tight group with, or if you are a parent with children in the home. I really want to challenge you during this time to lean into this opportunity that you've been given and uh, see the opportunity in it to pour more into those relationships that are around you. Uh, as your kids are forced to be home, uh, and if you maybe have to work from home, See that as an opportunity and take advantage of it. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom in how to see that opportunity. So that's what we're challenging you to do. Uh, you are sanctified. You are set apart for a holy purpose. And Jesus says you are sent just as the Father has sent him. Now he is sending us. So we're not retreating from the world. He's not taking us out of it. He's sending us into it. Uh, not going away for our own protection, but leaning in for the world's redemption. Christians have always stepped up in times of crisis, and we're going to do it again, and you're going to be a part of that. Throughout this crisis, we're going to continue to pray, just like he's been teaching us to do. 
and we're gonna pray for Jesus to answer our prayers. And we're gonna be praying prayers for protection for people. Uh, we're gonna be praying prayers uh, for wisdom and love and how we lead the community around us and serve the community around us. And we're gonna be praying for each other through this. We're gonna be asking Jesus to answer our prayers. But it strikes me as I read this prayer from Jesus today and about this challenge for us to be set apart for a holy purpose and to be sent into the world. Yes, we're gonna ask Jesus to answer our prayers, but maybe in this moment, he's asking us to answer his prayer. This prayer for the Father to send us and for us to be sent by Jesus, empowered with the love of Jesus, empowered with the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe we're gonna step into that uh, and we're gonna do that in a way that is compelling and in a way that is beautiful in a way that is in alignment with the heart of Jesus. I love you. I'm so proud of you. And I am really grateful to be a part of a church community like this and a church family like this. And uh, I'm, I'm just really grateful for the way that I know you're going to step up and you're going to lean in and you're going to show us what it means to be sent. Hey, Love Chapel Hill. Man, we're so glad you're here. Chris, are you glad they're here? I'm glad they're tuning in, yes. Yeah. Hope you all are well. Yes, thank you for joining us today. We got several really fun things coming up and some ways that how, you know, our, our name is our mission, to love Chapel Hill with the heart of Jesus. And we want to do what love requires of us. So Chris, what is the first thing that we can, we can differ? I'll just reiterate what Pastor Matt was talking about. One of the ways in which we could actually be sent uh, and, and think about our neighbor and act in a way that's outside of ourselves uh, is to actually partner with Table. Uh, so there are many kids in, uh, in our area that are food insecure. In fact, over 700 kids rely on Table uh, in order to eat, uh, in order to subsist. And so one of the things that we can do is actually donate food items. Uh, there's some things that they're really in, new to, uh, in need of, uh, such as uh, uh, produce uh, and also things like crackers, uh, beans, soup, uh, mac and cheese. Uh, and so in other words, folks, we can literally uh, be the hands and feet of Jesus by, by helping give people food. Uh, one of the basic uh, things that we need to actually survive. Yeah. And if you go to the grocery store and you, you, know, you see the shelves are kind of empty, if you have that extra can of beans, go ahead and grab that. And you can donate that to table. You know, as we are not gathering in a large space, doesn't mean that our small group still can't meet. Uh, so if you're a small group leader and you feel comfortable meeting as a group, we encourage you, please meet. Uh, if you feel comfortable going to your small group, please go. Uh, this includes the story on Tuesday nights. It's at Trolley Stop right on Franklin Street. So we can go down and we can help support a business downtown, meet together. I want to invite you. It's Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, Trolley Stop, as I mentioned. Uh, we're going to actually go through the book of Acts, and we'll learn uh, more about Jesus and grow together and pray together. So please come on down. Please meet together uh, as a community. Prayer. Look at that, y'all. Beautiful segue. So one of the things we also want to talk a bit about here in announcements is prayer. And so there will be some opportunities coming up. One opportunity uh, is actually uh, something called Triangle Prayer, uh, trianglepray.org. Uh, it's this initiative that uh, Love Chapel Hill is a part of. Uh, you actually have the opportunity to yeah. share um, prayers that you have. Uh, so it's a really wonderful opportunity uh, we want you to be aware of. And then also uh, Wednesday morning prayer, uh, 8 o'clock. which 8 o'clock. I mean, I'm already up for a while at that point, and maybe some of you might be getting out of bed. But uh, and is, that, is that actually at the Varsity? It's at the Varsity. It's at the Varsity, yeah. uh, so where we meet for church. And so feel free to take part uh, in that opportunity as well. Yeah. And guys, hey, look, we gave you a lot. 
some things to do this week. And just want to let you know, if you have any questions or if you want to know more about what's coming up, please go to lovechapelhill.com and we will keep you up to date there on what, what can be done. Also, if you choose that you want to give to this ministry, uh, that option is available online. You'll see right on the top this give option. Uh, it's pretty simple and pretty easy uh, to be able to give. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much for coming. We'll let you know more coming. Chris, can you close us out? Yeah, just a few words. So uh, thanks again, Pastor Matt, for, for your words and really challenging us. Uh, and this idea of actually being being sent, right? And this idea of being sanctified. I think sometimes we think let, let's uh, sort of hide ourselves away, right? Let's Let's lock the doors. Let's hoard. Let's get everything we need uh, and really act in, in the self-interest uh, and act out of fear and have anxiety impact how we live our daily lives. And what Jesus is actually challenging us is to be set apart while also being part of the world at the same time. This way of, of being of, of, of integration, right? Not not separating ourselves, right? Not also being just completely complicit in the world, and, and, but but being who we are as followers of Jesus while also living in this world and, and to be uh, compassionate, to be empathetic, to be responsive to people who are in need. So I myself, I mean, I, I, I'm like many of you, I'm following the news, news and observers blowing up my inbox and I'm constantly checking, you know, how many, you know, coronavirus, uh, coronavirus cases are there, what's closing next. And, and in the back of my mind, I'm always waiting for the next shoe to drop. Uh, but in, in those moments, right, if I'm actually quiet, if I'm, if I'm actually not allowing myself to be distracted by my social media and so forth, what I realize is that God is really with us in, a, in, in an uncertain world, right, in a world where the economy the Dow drops whatever percentage and then goes back up because of economists and their fears and so forth, that, that God is certain. God is, is that constant that we can rely on. Uh, and that's not just cheap talk. It's not just, oh, you know, kind of things that people sometimes say at church is just the right thing to say. This is actually true. Uh, and it's something we can actually practice over these coming weeks or, or months. Uh, and so my, my uh, sort of challenge to you and also to myself is that over the coming days and weeks that we hold fast to the truth of who God is. Uh, that we we think about our neighbor, that we think yes. about other people who are actually uh, really uh, vulnerable, who are hungry, right? who are sick, who are tired, um, who may not be you know, have a roof over their head, uh, and act in a way that's compassionate uh, and and um, and loving, right? And that we act out of wisdom and love, uh, and it may be with the. NCAA tournament being postponed, ah. which hurts my heart and hurts many sort of basketball fans here in the Tobacco Road. Maybe this gives us an opportunity to actually go deeper, yeah, and not just push those those thoughts and emotions and and and, and things away. Uh, and in a season of Lent, we, we can actually come uh, to to know God more. Uh, so anyway, I hope you all stay safe. Hopefully, we'll see you in person uh, sooner yeah. rather than later. Uh, but I hope that that some of this has been been useful or encouraging. Uh, and just know that the God is with us. 